0: Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Chapel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost, all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel donko pastor of Rima Chapel, Bilbo, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. Today, I want to suspend that, and I want to talk about the path of divine intervention. The path of divine intervention. You see, the coming of Jesus to us and to our world, really. The coming of Jesus to us and to our world is really a path of divine intervention. If God were to wait for Samuel, for me, to wake up one day. And be hungry for God. And say I need God. God where are you? I'm looking for you. If God were to wait that way. There will be very few people who will be saved. Very very few. The path of divine intervention. The path. Pathway you know. Yeah. The path of divine intervention you know when we fell it was our problem because you see when mama tells you don't touch the pot when it is hot and you go and touch it and it burns you now who's fault now? Zebra shoe the Germans will say. Uh-huh. So God warned our father Adam and his wife long before the devil or the snake came to come and tempt them. And if they had listened to God, next past nothing would have happened. But they didn't listen. And because they didn't listen, what went wrong became so wrong that nobody else can do anything about it but God and God alone. Now I understand why it is God who warned them. Because you see, if your child goes to do something, Make something kaput. In Deutschland, they say, the Eltern haftet for the Kinder. That means, you hold the parents responsible for what their children do. And God knows that the solution will take no other person but he himself. And you know what? It's not going to be cheap even for God because he's going to take his own life. So he took his time to walk. But unfortunately, the, the warning was not heeded. And those of you who are parents, you already know. That no matter how frustrated your child makes you. It's still your child. And whatever it takes to be done, you will do it. That is if you love your children. You will sit ahead and do it. Even sinful men like us. We don't abandon our children. So the path to divine intervention. We must understand that it came. With the coming of the Lord Jesus. Now, I'm going to develop my theme from a certain point. Amos chapter 3, the verse number 7 reads, Surely the Lord will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophets. The Lord will do nothing, but he reveals his secrets. Secrets to whom? To the prophets. You know who a prophet is? a prophet is the man who hears God speaks and he repeats what God has said. So, by you just quoting the Bible, you are being prophetic. By you quoting the mind of God concerning any particular situation, if you will just give voice to the mind of God concerning any situation, you are being prophetic. And so here, we see one thing clear. Number one, that God doesn't do anything among human beings like you and I apart from his word. And you know, that is true because in the beginning, if we read in Genesis, in the beginning, there was a situation of darkness and shapelessness or emptiness around our world. And the Bible said, when God wanted to bring change, what did he do? He started to speak. Psalm 103, the verse number 7. Does anybody have it there? Psalm 103, the verse number 7. If you have it, please uh, just lift your hands. They'll give you a microphone so that you can, you can uh, what do you call it? You can, uh, um, Psalm 103, verse 7. And that is very interesting. Okay. Because, you see, so- Sam one oh three. Yes. Okay. Some one three verse seven. seven. Okay. Some one oh three verse seven. Yes, please. He made known his ways. Yeah. He made known his ways unto Moses, his heart, his heart unto children of Israel. Amen. Amen. So, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts, acts of the apostles, A-C-T, his acts unto the children of Israel. Listen, every person gets drawn to God when they begin to see the acts of God. But seeing the acts of God doesn't give you a clue to the ways and the path to which God does things. Now, if you receive anything and you know that the thing came from Deutschland, the only way you can get the thing again is when you know how to get to Deutschland or how to contact Deutschland. Are you listening to me? And, 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 and because of that, we as a people, as a church, we need to clap and appreciate and applaud the acts of God among us. But we shouldn't stop there. We need to move on so that we will know the ways of God. If you stop just at the acts of God, it may be okay for the present season you are in, but you will get to a particular season in your your life where God is no more satisfied for you to remain just in the knowledge of his acts. There are some people who have been healed before. You lay hands upon them, you pray for them, they get healed. And they are very happy and they are like oh okay when I'm sick and the doctors can do nothing about it all I have to do is just make sure I get on a plane and uh, I go to U.S. I go to uh, Ben. he used to be in Florida right I don't know where his church is right now but I used to be in Florida and then, let me just go to Florida and get into the service and when they lay hands upon me, I will be healed. You know why? Because he got healed at the Ben-Him meeting. There comes a time when God is not ready to heal you anymore. By somebody laying hands upon you. Because you see, somebody lays hands upon you, you get healed. That is called the acts of God. How it happened, you don't really know. But there comes a time when you need to know how the ways of God are. Because you see, the person who can can be able to understand the ways of God, can always get the same result every time. And we the parents, we prepare food for our children. But when they grow up to a certain point, before you know it, when he's hungry, just go to the kitchen. He knows where the brushing is. He knows where all those other things that we, you know, pile those things upon the brochure. Before you know it, they have helped themselves. Uh, that for you is an indication that they are growing. There comes a time when God says to him who much is given, much is required. Meaning that if we stay at the same place where we are, when God wants us to move on, a time may come when we may be calling upon God and he doesn't go by the same way we thought or we knew he used to go by. This is why it is important to know the ways God. So, I'm talking about the the path of divine intervention. Now, God will only intervene in people's lives through his word. If you are being harassed by a certain neighbor, it will take the word of God to deliver you out. If some people are lying about you, Mm -hmm. because of that, They have taken you to to court, you know. They say they are going to kill you because you are plotting to overthrow the government. But it's a lie. But those people, they they swear that they swear that they swear that you are doing it. You are in a very bad situation. But you know what? If God would deliver you out of that situation, he has to do it by his word. You know, when the woman was caught in adultery and the people said, We caught her in the very act, what did Jesus do? He wrote on the ground. And those who can read, they saw what he wrote. And everyone who can read what was written, nobody told them what to do. They advised themselves. One by one, oh yeah, they disappeared from the scene. At the end of the day, when it got to the woman alone herself, Jesus said, who condemns you. So you see, God will do nothing major in any human being's life on this planet, except he does it through his way. And so it is important for us to understand that because of that, when Jesus was coming into this world, the Bible said, in the beginning was what? John 1, 1 said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 5, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness understands or comprehends it not. Verse 9, that was the true light. Which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Notice what? He said the word. And then he said the light. The word and the light are the same. Because the effect and the uh, impact of the light is that darkness will be driven away. And things will become clear. Uh, Verse 14. And the light was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. Listen, we celebrate Christmas, but actually in celebrating Christmas, we are celebrating the word made flesh. Because it is the word. The greatest intervention God made in the affairs of men was to send the word in the form of flesh. Jesus came because if he had not come, there would be no other solution. I want to say that if you can buy something at a cheaper price, there's no reason why you should buy it at a very expensive price. If our deliverance will take anything less than the life of God himself, Jesus shouldn't have died. But because that is the price, you know, when you are buying something from Louis Vuitton, they never made under both. I haven't heard of them making on the boat (laughs) those kinds of places it costs what it costs it costs what it costs and you know our soul is precious in the sight of God so whatever it takes to buy us back sorry it costs what it costs It's, it's one of those things where you cannot go and say can you please reduce because that one there's no argument about it envy that you have it or you don't envy that you are willing to pay the price or you are not willing to pay the price so you get or you don't get it's simple as that so god sent jesus to come and die for us because that is the price that it will take to bring us back to god now god should tell you and i that really if we want to know the ways of God, we need to be paying attention to the word of God. Look at this one. In Psalm 107, sorry 107, 107 verse 19 to 21, it reads, Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. When people are in trouble, what should they do? They should cry to the Lord. When you are in trouble, don't run around complaining to people. Because some of the people you may complain to, they may sympathize with you. But when you leave, they will take a phone and call somebody. And you know, especially when they are Christians or they are religious people, in the name of I'm telling him so that we'll pray. They talk, 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 talk about you. And they won't pray. Or even if they pray, they pray only for one minute. When they know that this problem is not the one-minute prayer thing. (laughs) How many of you understand that? uh, Not all all problems are problems you can just, you know, speak the word of faith about it. Some of them, you have to be on your knees. And keep on sweating laboring. And keep on laboring and keep on laboring. Until the solution comes. You know what the Bible said of uh, Elijah the Tishbite? that in the day that God was going to send rain, after three years where there is no rain, the man went on his knees, he started praying. And then he would send his servant, go and watch. He's still praying, he hasn't stopped. And I don't know the distance between uh, where he's praying and that highest point where this man has to go and then he can see far and know whether the clouds are gathering. I don't know how far. But if it took 30 minutes, the man is praying. So he goes. And then 30 minutes later, he comes. That means he comes to meet him after one hour of prayer. Then he will say, go again and come back again. How many hours? Two hours. Go again and come again a third time. There are some things you just have to stay on your knees and remain standing on your knees till the solution comes. So you see, for me, I haven't lived long I haven't lived long. I plan, I plan, honestly, I'm trusting God that I've lived the half of my life and I still have a half to live. So I'm giving God for that. But the little that I've lived so far, I've come to realize that it is not all who laugh with you, who are friends. It is not all, and, and most of the time, if somebody will play the witch in your life, that person will be the very nice person around you. The kind of person that is saying everything you want to hear. You know? And even if you are making mistakes, they won't talk about it. Really. If somebody should play a witch in your life, that is how they do it. Because when the devil comes, he doesn't come with horns like that. He comes like an angel of light. So, you see, when you are in your troubles, don't go to men. Go on your knees and talk to God first. And after you have spoken to God, if you need to talk to men, you will know. Because then the spirit will lead you so that you can talk to the right people. There are people you talk to and you escalate your problem. There are others you talk to and you have already begun the steps to your solution. So the Bible said, when they are in their troubles, when they are in their need, they cried not to men but to the Lord. And the Bible said, what? Well, the Lord saved them out of their distresses. How did He do it? The Lord saved them but how did He do it? The next verse. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So you see anytime you are in a situation when God is going to provide help for you, he will do what? Send his word to you. And that word coming to you will be the basis of your turning around. I dare say that Hannah received a word from God when she went on her knees. She got an assurance from God that the battle is over. And so when she got up from that place, she went on her way rejoicing. And of course, the man of God also confirmed to her that the God of Israel to whom you have come, he will meet your need. And she understood that this prophet or this man is not just there because of himself or because he wants to be there. God said, tell Aaron and his children that when the people come before me, he should put my name upon them and I will do what? I will bless them. Meaning that if somebody is standing in the office of Aaron, and he said, "The Lord bless you and keep you." He may be operating a formula, but it is a divine pathway. So through that, the blessing will only—the blessing will come without any argument, without any fight, without any struggle. Why? Because that is the divinely prescribed way. Hallelujah! So he sent his word and healed them and delivered from them from their destruction. It is the word of God that heals you. The word will heal you. And then, of course, it says in the verse 21, all that men will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I'm trying to do so, and I want to encourage you to do so. When we pray, before we actually see physical evidence, let us learn to praise the Lord. Let's learn to thank God for his goodness, for his wonderful works. You know why? Because the moment you receive the word, it's enough. The moment the word of God comes to you in your heart, it is enough. Learn to praise God. Learn to exalt God. Learn to begin to rejoice. Don't be like the man who, okay, he has said, we shall see whether it will come to pass. When you do that, waiting for something to happen. You are not acting faith. At all. But if you believe the word and you begin to praise God and thank God for his goodness oh my goodness Lord had you not come to me in this situation I know that definitely my enemies will laugh at me Lord I'm so grateful that you came to me in this situation although I don't qualify this is why I exhort your mercy I'm so grateful for this message you begin to exhort and to praise and to thank God you are operating in faith and when you do that you see God's word is powerful. But you see, just how this electricity that is causing this lamp to light is powerful and yet there has to be a switch. If we are not putting on this light or nobody is turning on the switch, we'll be able to be there. But do you know that the power is right up to this bulb here? There's already power active just to give us light. But if we don't turn the switch on, we would never have life. So you see, when you don't turn the switch of faith on, the power that will work for you will still be there, but your solution will not come. You know, sometimes when you somebody is believing God for something, they come, you lay hands upon them. They are standing there uh, waiting for waiting to see if anything will happen. Nothing will happen. Even if you feel the anointing of God and you fall under the power and you are still waiting to see if something will happen to your situation. Nothing will happen. It's still the power. But you know what? You haven't turned on the switch. If I were you, immediately I'll begin to thank God that it is over. Even if it's a court case, I begin to thank God that the victory is mine. And once you begin to do that, you are operating in faith. You don't say the victory is mine after the judge has used, you know, that their hammer. Boom. And then he said, case dismissed or uh, what do you call it? Um, um, uh, We declare you to be the one in the right. And then boom. And then you say, oh, thank God. When you are doing that, anybody in the world can do it. It's not faith. But if you would do it, before you go to sit in that court, then you know what the judge doesn't know. You know what the defense lawyer doesn't know. You know what the prosecutor doesn't know. You know that the end has already been decided before I came in. It's just a formality. So when they finish and they are rejoicing, everybody is shouting like that. If you are just walking cool, you have paid your, your debt already. You don't need to be shouting that time. When they are shouting, you just know that as for this one, not sight people, they walk by sight. Are you listening to me? I'm trusting God that when we celebrate this Christmas, we will definitely cause something to shift in our life so that the same way we have been looking at life and the same way we have been approaching issues and problems and challenges we don't approach them anymore in 2020 approach issues and problems differently when you go on your knees go with the problems when you rise up leave the problems behind and take the victory don't rise up from the place of prayer still carrying the problems most of us have done that after prayer 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 they will rise up and go expecting or hoping that something will happen. You should have known that the thing has happened already before you get up. Because if you knew that the thing had already happened, your attitude changes. You begin to praise. You begin to thank. You begin to, you know, you begin to behave like a happy-go-lucky kind of person. Very, very free. Somebody will say, has he taken a little bit of a Google or what? Or, if they know that you haven't drunk anything, somebody will say, this guy, he doesn't have a lot of brains in his head. <laughs> look at the kind of man that is before him, the court, court cases that, and he, look at him, he's rejoicing like he's so free. Uh-huh. That guy may call you a fool, but tomorrow, when the victory is in and he is laughing, you have already gone. You are far away from the scene. That is what faith is supposed to do listen jesus came into our world to give us this kind of advantage so when we are celebrating christmas let us understand that we have an advantage we have an advantage over every man or every woman in this world who doesn't know the law why because by faith we take hold of that which people cannot touch with their hands by faith we taste Of the things that is not physically available to put on the tongue. By faith, we see the things that are still invisible. We see them. And we see them because the word of God comes and we receive the word. Because when you receive the word, you have received not just a word of any man, but the word of the God who created this planet. And the Bible said, the planet that we are having, it is being sustained by the power of His word. Meaning that if God is not sustaining this planet by His word, you can jump, and by the time you land, this planet will shift from its course. Your weight, because how many of you know that the world is hanging on nothing? Even the things that we suspend in the air, something holds it before it stays in the air. So, when you suspend something big like this on nothing, if you jump and you come and hit it, why shouldn't it, go, why, why shouldn't it go out of its normal orbit? Because God's word is sustaining it. That's why. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, we should understand that when we are seeing the things that God has said before they come to pass, we are beginning to grow. We are beginning to mature. I'll, I'll just tell you a couple of things. Uh, let me put it in three, three ways by which we can see the divine intervention of God. Three ways. The first way is what I've already mentioned by the spoken word, by the spoken word. Uh, please tend to, uh, turn to Matthew chapter eight, verse five to 13. I will be jumping at certain places. In other words, Matthew 8:5 to 10, read them continuously, and then jump and read the number 13. Matthew 8:5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, "Please go on." And say, Lord, my servant lives at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Now, the palsy actually means that he has become bedridden. It means he cannot walk. He has, the thing has crippled him. He is he's, he's an invalid. How many of you know that when somebody gets to that place, it's a serious matter. When you get to the place where you cannot help yourself, you can't get up, you are crippled. It's a serious matter. And that is the state where he was. And and so, Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Now, that is a normal level. Listen, if we are doing a healing revival in this church, it is very likely when you invite people who are unbelievers, when you invite people who, uh, like for example, if somebody is just an orthodox person, I don't know how many German churches, Orthodox churches preach healing and deliverance, etc. I don't know. But if they have never had healing and deliverance in their churches before, and you bring them here, and then it's time to pray for the sick. When we lay hands upon them, the very likelihood that if there's 50 of them, all of them will be healed. And if we have people in this, our normal church, Yeah, this, let's say, in Rima Chapel itself, some of whom also came for healing. It is possible that maybe if ten of them came, only one person would have gone here. You know why that is so? It is so because those people have not heard the word at all. It's their first time. And you who have heard it and heard it and heard it, God expected you by this time to begin to exercise faith in what you have heard. So, see this man. The centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Verse 9. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, go, and he goes, to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Verse 10. When Jesus heard it, He marveled and said to them that follow him. Verily, I say to you, that means verily of a truth, I say to you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Now, the man who will operate and see the power of God released and divine intervention come on the basis of the word of God alone, that is a man of great faith. He's not a class one believer is a believer on another level. So you see, if you want to know the ways of God, you can't know the ways of God without the word of God. As a matter of fact, somebody said, faith begins where God's word is known. So you know what? I think that in this coming year, let me encourage you my dear friends, when it is time to preach the word of God, please, I beg you. Because we have too many of those kinds of things. When we are about to preach, then oh yeah, people just got up, they are going. And I'm like, it is those who have got little children who should be going. Maybe to feed them. But if you feed your lazy child, come. Because after you have fed a child and you are still there and you are not coming, listen, the Bible says that in the ministry of Jesus, people came to hear and to be healed of him. So that he who hears gets healed. And he who doesn't hear doesn't get healed. You know why? Because faith comes by hearing. Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You may have heard this thing that I'm telling you right now before preaching this church. But you should understand that. You should not get tired of hearing the same thing. For as long as the result that it must bring has not come yet, it means the measure of faith you must have to be able to take that thing, you haven't got it yet. But you know what? If you keep on pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring into a jar or in the container, there comes a time when it begins to become full and it will overflow. And when the time comes when you have faith enough to take what is yours, nobody tells you. You just know. You just know. That is why faith can be seen. Faith is a tangible something. It can be seen. The Bible said when they were leaving or letting down that man who was bedridden by four friends, they broke somebody's roof and they let him down. The Bible said Jesus seen their faith. Meaning that when I see what you are doing, I can tell whether you are pretty in faith or not. Because faith is always an action. I've always told people that faith is not a struggle. If you are believing God for anything and there is a struggle and a fight within you, you don't have the faith that you need to take that thing. It means what you need to do is to go back and work the way, work the way, work the way. What do I mean by work the way? Hear the word, hear the word, hear it again, 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 again. In a church like this, it means you may have to come Sunday after Sunday. Because you need a breakthrough, you may have to come. Every breakthrough service you are there. I've seen somebody that behaved that way. Eh, That was a wild woman. (laughs) This woman has had a child but he needs a second one. And it seems like things have you know uh, it seems like things have locked up a little bit. Every time they say, people who want to have children should come for prayer. Oh yeah, this woman will go, as if she has, she, she doesn't have a child at all, but she has one. And she just need a girl. She'll just go. She will, it will be like she's the first to go. Guess what? She got her child, all right. Things worked out. Because you see, it is impossible that faith in God who cannot fail, that that faith will fail. It is not possible. So. Where was I? So, so, so number one, if you can train yourself, our goal is to get to the place where the spoken word is enough to activate for us the flow of the power of God. The word that God speaks should be enough For us to be able to receive what God has for us. Amen? Amen. But you see, you can't just give birth to a child and then he goes straight to university. The only person who could do that was Adam. And of course, Jesus. How many of you have read where the Bible says that, how did this man come by all this wisdom? Because he has never learned from anybody. The fact is that the man was not born of corruptible seed. They called him the last Adam. Because the same way the first Adam came. That's how he came. So the original sin that caused men to fall short of the glory of God was not in him. So the glory that Adam walked in. He walked in that glory. Meaning that he came to prove that Adam didn't have to fail. So you see, Jesus was never taught but he knew. I believe that the man, he didn't even, uh, he wasn't lettered but still he can read. In other words, he didn't have to go to school in order to be able to read. The man can just read. He can just read. Why? Because he was operating the same way the first Adam was supposed to operate. But you see, we those of us who are coming from this side of the bargain who are being lifted by the grace into the life that jesus led for us our ultimate goal is that we we keep on pressing and pressing till we get to the place where when the word of god goes for it is enough whatever the lord tells us that is what we believe Not what our circumstances tells us. Not what anybody tells us. Not what we feel. Not what we see. Not any other thing that we know in our background. I'm challenging you, my dear friends. In the next year, we will do great things for God if we are willing to understand that the coming of Jesus was God's divine intervention. And God's ultimate goal for us is we will get to the place where the Bible says what? Great faith. Jump to the verse number 13 straight away. Great faith. Why is it great faith? Because the man is willing to accept the word of God alone as the evidence that they need. The word said, This man speaks, and things happen. But in the natural, I also speak. And I have people you can see who gets the job done he may not have people you can see but definitely he has some people who get the job done so let him speak the word alone and it is okay for me Jesus said it is great faith listen my dear friends you must get to the place where you understand that when you take the word of God and you are willing to believe it God will cause the angels who were on assignment for you What does the Bible say of those angels? God says the ministering spirits. They are sent to minister for us. Check your Bible well, because to say for you doesn't mean to you. To minister for you is different from minister to you. Am I right about that? To minister for you means to work on your behalf. To do what the Germans will say, abide work in your absence, act as if it is you who is there, and get the job done. So the ministry angels—they are supposed to work for you. And when you take the word of God like that and believe it, the angels will work the work, and you will just get the result. Are you okay with me? Uh-huh. That is number one. Verse 30. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the same hour. Listen. As thou hast believed. If we are praying for you and you are not believing anything, you won't get anything. Hello? How do you get anything? Or how did this man get what he got? By believing. He got it by believing. Am I right about that? He got it by believing. And you know, it is almost impossible to get anything from God without believing. Because the last time I checked my Bible in John chapter 11, the story of the death of Lazarus, you know what happened there? I was, you know what? Sometimes you read the Bible and you don't see everything there until another time you read it again. Then you begin to see some things you haven't seen before. Because you see, Jesus went to the place. Ah, let me talk of this one first. Do you know that there was a difference between Mary and Martha? And you know, sometimes in church we have Mary and Martha's in the church. There are people who are more interested in how things look. More than they are interested in the word of God. But the word of God can change their looking or the outlook or the or the uh, ambient about anything uh, let me try to to frame it again god's word can shift anything so that it will look the way it should look that's right so that if you you are the kind of person who 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 is much bothered about the way things look eh, let me get my house in order let me get things in order let me you know let me dress well whatever don't don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying don't dress well. Me, I believe in people dressing well. Especially if you are coming to God's house. Dress well. It's not a picnic you are going to. You are going to the king's house. Dress well. I believe in that. But my point is, let there be an emphasis on the word of God. Let the word of God be number one priority and all these other things, they occupy position two, three, four, five. So that Where you have to sacrifice the word of God for something. You decide to sacrifice that thing for God's word. Are you okay with me? For that reason, it will not be a good idea for you. When, for example, we are going to preach. Now, before you say, oh, after the preaching, we are going to take communion. So, you are going to prepare the communion, whatever. You know, and then glasses you are pouring, and then milk, whatever. Or you say, okay, after that, we are going to have is it a, a... children's party or whatever so I'm going to prepare the food etc. You are wrong. The day you are in need, the day you are really in need, you may die because of the word you are missing. Don't make that kind of mistake. Because you see, when God is expecting faith from you, it is faith from you, not from your mother. Your mother or your father can carry you up to a certain point. But you get to a certain time and God says, this guy has been long enough in the faith. Now I'm expecting her to exercise faith for herself. And then you have nothing. You know what? Because you wasted the time. Or because you had the wrong attitude towards the word of God. There was a man of God. Some of you may know him. He's called Kenneth Hagin. He had a sister who had a problem. They prayed for, he prayed for the sister and God healed her. It was cancer. Some 15 years later, she had another cancer in another part of her body. The man went to God to go and pray, and God says, Mm-mm, Don't pray for her. Now she has said enough, she knows enough. I expect her to come to me on her own terms. If she doesn't come, sorry. She died. She died. So, don't be hearing the word of God and you do nothing about the word. When you hear the word, determine to put a part of the word into action. Because when you put the word into action, you will grow. Do you know that you know the reality of God when actually you are walking by faith? When you decide to believe what God has said, that is when God says, angels, now come on now, get ready now. This one is about to resist something. Get close so that she can receive." But if you hear the word of God and, and you are like, okay, God is God. If he wants to do it, he can do it. Some of us were fools like that before. I didn't say you are a fool. I say some of us, including myself. I was a fool like that before. I'm not insulting you. I got a prophetic word and I said, well, thank God. God has spoken. If he has spoken, then definitely he will bring it to pass. But if God speaks, he expects you to exercise faith meaning that believe what you are smoking and begin to take steps and i was waiting for some things to change instead of me changing when god's word comes he expects you to change first then the circumstances around you will change you shall miss the out <laughs> years later the thing that god told me to do i had whilst i was here in Deutschland. That people were doing, they were making money out of it. Because I spoke to God and I said, look, I need financial freedom. Give me a business idea. Then he gave me and I was looking around for things to change. For money to come, whatever, whatever. Listen, Oyedepo told me something. When, when I came to this country, I went to gathering of champions uh, in Matthew Ashimolo's church in London. And Oyo preached and said something I've never forgotten. He said, you don't build churches with money. You build churches with faith. In God's kingdom, when you are building anything, you build with faith, not money. It doesn't mean that you won't use money. It just means that faith has authority over money. So when you are into faith, the money will be drawn to you like a magnet and it shall be done. So I made my mistake then. And thank God, God still gives everybody a second chance. I've been foolish, but I thank God that he's wise. And now, I'm tapping into his wisdom so that I walk by his understanding, not by my own understanding. Number two thing. So, and when it came to Peter's word. No, it's another okay it's another thing okay let me quickly go on then the second thing you do or the second way by which you see God in operation because listen God Jesus is not going to come to this world again be born like a baby that entry he made has sealed the matter because how many of you know that Jesus hasn't left physically he left but spiritually he hasn't left he said yet a little while and you will see me no more and yet, yet a little while you see me again. Why? Because when the Spirit of God came, you know, how long did it take when Jesus was really not there? Ten days. On the 40th day when he ascended into heaven. 50th day was the day of Pentecost. That was when the Spirit of God came. So when you look at it in that context, it makes sense when he says that yet a little while you see me no more. And then yet a little while you see me again. Am I right about that? Uh-huh. Good. So, after he came, he has never left. Do you know that Jesus is closer to us than he was with the disciples? Because for us, he's right here. In the very center of my being. So, it should be better for me than it was for Peter. I mean, don't get me wrong. Peter, before Jesus left to heaven, was different from the Peter uh, after the Holy Spirit came. Because that Peter that was before Jesus went to heaven, you know, he saw a little, a, a young girl, a maid. You two, you are one of them. He said, I swear God, I'm not one of them. Another one came and said, hmm, as for you, this accent, this one, it is accent from the people in Galilee. You should be one of them. He said, me? Oh, I'm sorry. I just came for a visit. But I'm not one of them. <laughs> Third time he did it, and when the car crowed, oh! How many of you can identify with Peter? Me, I can identify with him. I can really identify with him because there have been times in my own life where I have disappointed my own self, where I think I ought to know better. But how many of you know that our God is so merciful? the Peters of this life, he doesn't throw them away. It is only of Peter that it is written in the scriptures that he went looking for Peter. The other disciples, he didn't go looking for them. He said, go and tell my disciples and Peter, meaning that even if he have disqualified himself because of his mistake from the disciples, I have not disqualified him. So go and tell him my place for him in the disciples' council is still open. Let it come. My dear friends, you can be surprised when you begin to decide to allow this Christmas to become the moment of change in your life. So that as you walk moment by moment, you expect that because the divine intervention of God through his word made flesh has come, Anytime you take hold of God's word and you decide to walk by it, you will see results. You will see results indeed. So, so the point number B is by faith the word of God is giving permission to work. And I have have four witnesses I'll just call them. The first witness I'll call is a woman with the issue of blood. According to Matthew chapter 9 verse 19 to 22, please write it uh, I don't want to go into too much details here, but I'll tell you a couple of things. Now, this woman with the issue of blood, the Bible said she wasn't one of the original people that was on the journey Jesus was going. Because Jesus was going to go and heal somebody's daughter. She has not made any appeal. It's like you don't have a termine, you don't have an appointment. That is how that woman's case was. But she was coming, appointment or no appointment is coming. One thing I want to let you know is, my dear friends, if you need anything, you can have it at your own time. You don't have to have it at an opportune time when somebody is tearing the water. Understand that from the days of John the Baptist until this very moment, the kingdom of God permits force, and forceful men take the kingdom by force. When you see anything written in the word, and that thing is something you need, or can add to your life, or can bring you some benefit, Go ahead and believe it and go to God and say, God, you know the heart of all men. I am believing. See my heart. If I'm not believing, well, tell me. Because this way I'm taking it to you better do something. And then begin to walk that way and you will see results will come. So this woman, she just went and she said in her own heart, I am going. If I will just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And she pressed, 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 and she did it. And when she got healed, Jesus was saying, somebody has touched me. Everybody is like, ah-ah. Everybody is touching you. Everybody is pressing you. And you say, who touched me? Listen, my dear friends, there is a touch and a touch. A touch of faith is different from a touch where, you know, you push me, I push you. A touch of faith is the touch that is willing to receive something. So the moment that touch happens, something is transmitted she touched Jesus in a way nobody else touched him because she said if I receive if I just touch her I will be healed she touched her and the power of God flowed you know because God will always honor faithfulness of faith listen you have no idea how far God will go to honor your faith you have no idea how far God will travel to come and meet you and make your faith good That is the reason why don't give up on the faith that you have in God. If you are believing God for anything, don't allow the arguments of men to shift you from your faith. Don't allow circumstances to shift you from your faith. Don't allow adversity or bad report. You see, it won't do you any good to just go and seek the opinion of men when you have the word of God giving you a full assurance that that thing can be yours. Hallelujah. So the woman, she took it and the Bible said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made you whole. Listen. Your faith has made you whole simply means your faith has made you whole. It means that this thing has nothing to do with me. I didn't exercise faith for you. This, Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because I am anointed. But it is not my anointing that this, this thing for you, it is your faith. Are you understanding it? That is another level. Because listen, this woman will go and come to a certain kind of understanding that oh, so the ways of God if a man walks by faith, he can always receive from God no matter where he is. That is how you understand the ways of God. That is how you see her faith. Turn on the socket of God's power because the power is always there. Now if you are a member of this church, never ever come for for anybody to lay hands upon you and you are not already predetermining what that power should be doing in your life. Are you okay with me? Okay, we are having anointing services. Come, let's pray for you. Okay. Then if you don't have any pressing need, Lord, by this anointing, I will do better than Elijah did with the horses and the chariots. I'll run faster. I'll be more effective. Are well, you understanding what I... Don't, don't ever have hands laid upon you and you have not predetermined... Because, you see, when you don't exercise faith, hands will be laid upon you. You may fall because the power is there, but at the end of the day, you will have nothing to show. Haven't you heard in some churches... Or some people say that every time they lay hands, people are falling, 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 but we are not seeing anything. Eh? Yeah. Every time when the spirit is moving, there are nothing comes upon them. They are laughing, 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 laughing the spirit like that, slaying the spirit, but at the end of the day, we don't see anything. People say those kinds of things. Haven't you heard before? Skeptics say those kinds of things. And the reason skeptics are able to say those kinds of things, that is the what I am, I am, uh, that is the is it the topic, or? Oh, that is the issue that I'm addressing you today. That you can shut the mouths of skeptics by making sure that every time you meet the move of God with faith. And when you meet the move of God with faith, you will always have results to show. With God, all things are possible. Let those who remain at the same place where they are, because they are comfortable there, let them remain. But when you by faith have gone high, if they envy you, they will envy you and die in their envy. Oh, okay. So I may stop somewhere because my time is going. The second uh, witness I want to call is uh, the Canaanite woman. Matthew 15, 21 to 28. Now the Canaanite woman was a woman who actually it's not part of the people of Israel. You know, the Israelites came to the land of Canaan. They're supposed to drive the people away. They drove some away, some remain. Is that not so? Uh So, a Canaanite is a woman who is not part of the original covenant. Jesus said, I have come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Meaning that, first the children in the house must be fed. Then you now think about the, the one that is a stranger. You cannot just Because somebody came to visit you unannounced, you take all your food, give to the stranger to eat, and your children are hungry. Who does that? Nobody will do that. So, you see, this woman came and said, demons are troubling my child. The way it is, nobody can help. Please do something. Jesus said, "Mm mm-mm. Actually, beginning, Jesus didn't bother her at all. He pretended not to hear. This woman, listen, sometimes, some of you believe that Jesus healed everybody. But if you read the Bible where he didn't heal everybody, he didn't heal everybody. Sometimes he will go to a place where there are plenty of sick people, he would heal one person and go away. When he came the, to the pool where uh, the, the pool of uh, uh, Siloam is it? Besidon, eh? Where, where a lot of important folk were laid. It is only this person that has been there for 38 years that he went to because he realized that this guy would die in this case. It is compassion that drove him to that man. When he healed that man what did the Bible say? A crowd was gathering. Oh yeah he just left. So before they are asking who healed him, the man has left already. Meaning that plenty of sick people were there. Listen, you can be in church and God can be touching people and then you are there like that he's not touching. you. You know why? Because you are not acting by faith. It should not be so in this church. It shouldn't be. We are come to God because we need God. We can't do everything for ourselves. There are too many things we can't do for ourselves. We need God to intervene. And for that reason, let us understand that faith pleases God. Yeah, faith pleases God. Faith causes you to be in favor. Faith causes you to be close. Faith causes you to have the hand that is able to take hold of the thing that people don't see with their eyes. Faith does that. And so, this woman after all their perseverance, Jesus now called her a dog. And you know, a dog is an unclean animal. If a Jew is calling another Jew a dog, now we If you are not careful, the people will just take up stones because as for them, they believe in stones. They will stone you. But this woman just still went ahead without taking offense. Without pausing, he said, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we are talking about dogs, but don't you forget that dogs are domestic animals. When they are eating in the house, the children are not careful to eat everything. Crumbs for You know what? The dogs don't wait for the children to pick up the crumbs. Oh, yeah, they take it. So, you call me a dog, but give me what I want. And the Bible said, it said of the woman, oh, woman, great Is that not what he said? Great is your faith. Yeah, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. Listen, you can have it the way you want it. Hello? You can have it the way you want it. Not the way somebody else wants it. You can have it exactly the way you want it, the way you dream about it. It can be so. How can it be so? By faith. Because you see, this God, he can do anything. The problem with Christians is that our God is doing nothing because we are not believing him for anything. God is having too much love. Or is it too much love? When people, people are to work, there is no work to do. It's bad loss, it. Yeah, they are, are idle. God is doing part time when you want to do full time work, and we can actually put God to work so that our world will see and have confidence in Him. In 2020, please tell somebody, tell to somebody, and tell him or her, In 2020, let people see your God at work in your life. Hallelujah! Amen. Are there believers here? Yeah. Sorry for screaming, sometimes you get excited. <laughs> okay, so, so, let me stop at this Canaanite woman. I wanted to talk about blind Batimios and I wanted to talk about the ten lepers, but, uh, I will rest my case now for lack of time. I just came to tell you that it is the will of God that you will know his ways. Not just his acts. Because when you know his ways, you'll be like the man who was taught how to fish. You will not go for somebody to give you fish every day. You now become a minister all by yourself. Because now, you go out there and begin to supply fish to others and when somebody is ready at a certain point, you begin to teach them how to fish. Listen, there's a decision that I have taken and the decision is simple. When I watch people in the house, I want to determine two things about them. Are these people, hungry people, people who want to grow? Are these people, people who are not satisfied with The level of Christianity they are seeing, they want more. Because if I can see that, then these are the people with whom I must spend more of my time. I should not be spending my time running around people who are so satisfied they don't need anything extra. Are you listening to me? And sometimes you can begin to tell because you see, if somebody needs to be in church, There are some people who are not here. I know because they have told me they are going somewhere. But there are people who come to church when things are convenient for them. The God that you serve that doesn't cost you anything. That God too. The day you need something. He won't be there for you. But the God that you serve him with sacrifice. Where it is convenient to be in church, you are in church. It is not convenient to be in church, you are in church. It is it is snowing out there and still you risk and pass through the snow and come to church. It is raining out there. You still pass through the rain and come to church. It is, I know, uh, uh, what do you call it? It is monarchs and, uh, you know, the portmoney is good. You still come to church. Uh, 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 Also, the portmoney is there. You see? You still come to church. There are still some bills to pay. You still come to church. That kind of person is a serious person. And I believe that if we are getting to the place where we have to begin to motivate people to begin to see that this God that we are serving is not an idea, but a person. It's not a story. But it's more than the reality of the people. Actually, do you know that Jesus is more real than you that I'm sitting here? I'm seeing sitting here. Because, excuse me, excuse me, even me that you are seeing, I hold my life at his pleasure. If God said, tomorrow, choose, it's to end it, you won't see me again. But do you know that after I have left, he will see me here? So he's more real than me, myself, and you who are sitting here. And this is why we have to believe god and understand that the time we have been given on this planet it is a time for us to use to manifest the goodness of god get up and begin to believe god don't allow the christmas that you are celebrating this time be a christmas where somebody out there is not seeing that actually the intervention in his or her life has been released Jesus is born as a baby that was the beginning what did the angel say glory to God in the high, highest and then peace towards me it is time my dear friends we are believers how many of you are believers in the house good so how many of you are doubters because you can't believe and doubt at the same time <laughs> doubt is the opposite of believing so if you say I believe that means that anytime doubt is coming, you see it as something coming from the enemy and you resist it. When you resist doubt, you are resisting the devil. When you are believing God for something and the devil is saying that, oh, it's too late. You know, it takes six months. They process this kind of thing for six months. And you know that this thing must come to you in three months, not in six months. Are you going to believe that the normal processing time must be your time? So you have to believe God. You have to believe God. You must believe God. And thank God that a day is like a thousand years. So God can squeeze the six months and make it three months, and it will still be OK. Shall we be on our feet? Thank you for taking our time to children. in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference course on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also, make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube platforms.